0: here with my host. Gavin, hey y'all. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, this is, ah, this is not how I'm used to this happening. Uh, um, that's funny. Okay,
1: how are you doing today?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, this like full moon transit in Virgo, which I mean, we will have long passed by the time this goes up. But um, I don't know, I just haven't slept well. Um, and not in like a sense that I'm like, unhappy with my sleep, I just, like, have, it's taken me a long time to fall asleep, and so I've just been, like, my days have been slow <laughs> as a result, um, just being sleepy, um, yeah, no, but, uh, on hold, quite good, you know, just, at, yeah, at, um, energy levels, yeah, maybe a little low, but that's because I'm resting a little bit, how about you, how have you been? I have been good these past
1: two weeks have felt like 1,000 years. Um, In the time since Jupiter to now, I'm like, I don't even know what is happening in the pod. Like, I don't even know how to do it anymore. I don't, I feel like I don't even know who the person is that did that. Even though I, I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't do much, but for some reason I just feel as though I'm I'm like 30 years old now. I've aged like six years these past two weeks. I know I said a thousand years, but actually I'm gonna go with six. So it's interesting to kind of come back and to talk about Saturn because time has felt so wild for me. Yeah. Yeah, actually I would say yeah, this full moon kept me up at night. I had fun, I just did a lot of reading and prepping and thinking about the garden i'm working out with my dad and getting excited for summertime springtime and just eating some fresh berries i think yeah maybe i'm just feeling general excitement the sun's also coming out as i speak so my mood (laughs) is just like skyrocketing
0: yeah it's happening over here too
1: (laughs) i was like i started kind of like down and I'm like yeah actually like life has never done? been better <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the sun I'm just so excited to see her and I think it's gonna be kind of hot today like uncharacteristically so so I'm pretty excited
0: yeah i'm I'm like over here like okay let's get into it let's get this yeah let's let's have this convo so i can go outside (laughs) yeah let's Uh, do
1: this thing anyway so saturn's a planet like pretty far its restrictions and boundaries and that's gonna be the episode for today guys thank you so much for tuning in we're gonna go outside and we'll (laughs) see you later
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. so
1: saturn do you want to start with um or should i start how you feeling
0: well yeah i think Okay, we, we I'm curious to talk journey with Saturn because I feel like I don't know about you, but for me Saturn is a planet that is like um evolving a lot uh like my relationship to it. I feel like that is how I open up every single one of these episodes. I'm like this planet has really been a journey. <laughs> it's really? like
1: um I've just been living life
0: more than and... ever more than any other planet. This planet it's <laughs> I'm like uh, I know I said it
1: before, but like this time seriously I really this mean is it. the biggest journey I've been on.
0: <laughs> Truly. My but yeah, I can talk on Saturn. So Saturn falls in my uh eighth house, Natalie, uh in um Taurus. Love. And yeah, so it's in a hidden house, which there's I mean there's and eighth house re- representing like uh like taboo and inheritance and like kind of being that reflection of the second house so like other the like other material mm-hmm. um and i don't know for me at first that was super confusing uh as in not confusing maybe but more like i wasn't i didn't i couldn't make sense of that placement yeah. and especially what like co-star these other like uh, like nothing like online astro, cafe astrology they weren't making it make sense either um like i i was just generally i, I actually this funny i remember like in high school at one point i'm like i feel like this is maybe why i'm so compelled to take naps and i, and I got, la- got laughed out of the building They're like you are gonna blame your chronic sleepiness on your saturn placement and now <laughs> i can say i think i was right but Anyway, I no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, Saturn was one of those things where it, it's like, oh, it's malefic. Right. So right off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is like a detractor from, you know, from mm-hmm. the energy, from the things you want to do, which, of course, like that is the same. That's the same mindset. That's like Jupiter good. Right. So yeah. we just had a whole conversation about how maybe that's not the case.
1: Maybe Jupiter bad
0: maybe <laughs> Jupiter bad um yeah so I don't know for me Saturn started off as this thing that's like oh it's like um it's it's like a cop kind of like Saturn has this energy of mm. like they're gonna police you and like restrict you and block you in certain areas and you know as a in, impetuous upstart <laughs> no, no I'm kidding upstart <laughs> oh no but, uh, yeah being you know being like reading and seeing this thing that's like oh well the things you might want to have happen might be like blocked by this energy you're like Mm -hmm. ah i don't like it and also like for me i was thinking about the relationships i had uh with like taurus energy in my life at the time as well uh i it was is uh pretty adversarial to be honest like i (laughs) like that will definitely have like um most of the Tauruses I knew I like had beef with. And so I kind of also internalized (laughs) that where I was like, oh man, like it's
1: "It's you. You're
0: (laughs) in the eighth house. (laughs) No, it's like this (laughs)
1: Taurus
0: energy and it's square to all of that Aqua stuff. Um, Yeah. uh, And so for me, Saturn started off as this kind of thing where it was like, I didn't really listen to Saturn or like seek to understand like what the heck it was doing. I more so was just like, I sort of like dumped a bunch of like other ingredients of like what I did know about astrology into like Saturn and just the fact that it was a malefic to kind of be like box of stuff I don't like, and then like shove it in a closet and like leave it for a while. Mm. Um, And as time has gone on, like my relationship to Saturn has deepened and now I do love this planet. um, Even though it is, is a toughie because it's more like, maybe there's things you're not supposed to do <laughs> maybe. And maybe there are like rules, uh, about the, about our reality that, you know, should be adhered. And like, maybe seeking to circumvent those or overthrow them in that, like Jupiter sense is not like, there's like a balance between those energies and especially like, and, and Saturn like ultimately comes out on top. Like Saturn is like, they are things that are kind of like, they don't, they're not going anywhere. Truly mm-hmm. like the, the way, uh, things sort of age, uh, and change states is like not, uh, maybe, maybe with like an incredible amount of like will and, uh, organization we can like influence that, but it's not going to like change inherently, I don't think. Um, yes. so I think that like, I've, I've definitely changed from this like mindset of, Oh, like, you know, it's always a batter battle with Saturn to be like, well, maybe battling with Saturn is kind of not the Point. and we've kind of seen if we have so much like myth to tell us that like that's not a battle you're ever gonna win or that you should win um mm-hmm. and i yeah obviously i'm i don't want to get like too far out ahead but that was where i started with saturn was like pretty reductionist just like oh this is like the sign that i have there and like the house that i have there is like kind of regarded as a tough house so i'm just gonna like leave it <laughs> you know and and sort of ignore it um and then with time I've seen that like there's a lot of like really great work that can happen like with Saturn um,
1: Yes, I agree
0: yeah so I I blabbed a little bit but um I'll pass it off to you how has how your you know overview of your journey with Saturn been
1: yeah I you know I'm not gonna lie I wasn't the biggest Saturn fan um I this is truly every episode um i say that too i'm like not the biggest fan of xyz placement but i think because it all boils down to kind of like you said the things we put away it actually isn't external it really is about us and how we perceive ourselves and move through space so there are just parts of myself i was just not i was not a huge fan of myself when i found astrology Uh, it's been something i've had to work on and work at actively to practice um but Saturn especially, which just really confusing to me, and I didn't, I just didn't get it, and my Saturn's in the 12th house in Aries, so I was like, um, this means nothing to me because I'm a double water earth, you know, <laughs> like fire, no, Saturn, have no clue, and the 12th house, it's, The 12th house is like prisons, it's these imposed restrictions, imposed order, and um, like asylums. So I was reading a lot of like, you will feel guilty for the rest of your life, or you You must be sick in the head with the 12th house, Saturn, (laughs) you know, like Mm. illness, like mental illness, because people conflate the sixth house with like physical ailments and all of that. And so, because they're like sisters, quote sisters, the 12th house was always conflated with illness of the mind. Uh, So, I just always saw Saturn as a representative of mental anguish and torment. And left it at that. And just like, okay, like, fuck you. But I guess you're here. So just, you know, leave me alone. You go be in the margins. Um, and we just won't talk. And I'll live my life. And you'll live your life. And my Saturn return will come. And I'll, I'll body that too. And then um, <laughs> yeah. I won't speak to you for another 27 years. <laughs> um, but then uh, I learned about perfection years. I think when I was maybe 21. And around the same time, I was, my relationship to astrology was changing because I, majoring in anthropology, began to relate less and less with the ways in which I'd identified myself and less and less with the roles that had been kind of put on me. Um, or not put on me, but the roles I've been forced to, uh, uh, traits I've been forced to adopt because of my circumstances and then learning more that these circumstances were not kind to me and they weren't um, without bias. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at my chart and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that my chart is who I am. I don't think anyone's chart is who they are. I, I was starting to lean towards, you know, saying, I think my chart maybe speaks to what other people think is going on. But I attributed that all to the fact that my son was in the seventh house and very relational. So I was like, oh, maybe it's like kind of a a response. And I was also seeing the ways in which how I looked at my chart didn't allow me, or not allow, I didn't really feel as though I could change or flex within the, con- the constraints of my natal chart as I knew it. So yeah, I was just kind of exploring again and I was like looking into perfection years too. And I realized, Holy shit, twelfth house perfection years coming up at 23 and Saturn's there. So, you know, maybe we should be friends because I was <laughs> determined. I was determined to have people like me when i was 23 because everyone's always like no one likes you when you're 23 which is like yeah it's your 12th house perfection here it's kind of like a lot but (laughs) i was like this will not happen to me i refuse to let this happen to me and I'm, i'm gonna figure it out we're gonna work it out we're gonna work together and i kind of ish did some work to understand saturn but i was still generally confused and then uh, leading up to my 12th house perfection year. So it's like in quarantine, essentially. I kind of came to this place where I, I s- saw Saturn as, I was like, okay, if this is like a boundary. If this is a prison, well, where have I felt in prison? It's in my, I have felt imprisoned in my mind, but it's been by um, ideologies and belief systems I carried that were not compatible with, who I was or like made it so I had to close parts of myself off to continue being whoever Laurel was supposed to be. And so I started to look at um, Saturn as an opportunity to explore where in my subconscious I had planted kind of false ideas Mm -hmm. about myself or false ideas about the world or, Whenever I would have kind of a sticky situation in, like, just would encounter some trouble in my life, I looked to Saturn. I was like, okay, cool. So you're kind of a boundary, you're kind of a restriction. What can you tell me? You know, if it's like subconscious, mm. what can I learn? And that's also around the time I started going to therapy. Cause so I was like, I was like, I don't believe that I was destined to be unhappy. Yeah, I realized a lot of things I thought were Saturn were not Saturn. They were learned and they could be unlearned. And I could Mm. kind of figure out what is the actual, what can I do? Not like what I think I can do, but what can I actually do? And what is the extent of that? What do I actually enjoy? Well, Saturn being in my 12th house, I think it's like the me that has been there all along. Like really just trying to, to... be heard out you know and it's just like they are tough but i learn so much every time i kind of face one of those saturn things i think there's like a lot you can do there's a lot of flexibility with a lot more flexibility with saturn i think than we realize
0: yeah i resonate with a lot of what you were saying and i also think it's interesting we started we started talking and became a lot closer during my uh saturn house perfection year Hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that too, like the nature of these conversations. Um, and just thinking about like, uh, you were talking about Saturn as like a prison or a system of like, um, like limitations Mm -hmm. for you, the being in the 12th house of the mind. Um, for me, I I think too, about the sign for me, which is Taurus, which I've always really associated with the body. And so for me, like, um, yeah, I just resonate with that because I, one of the places I've struggled a lot with those boundaries has been like physically. Um this for me I I uh I struggle with like chronic illness. Um and just to think of that it's in an 8th house too. It's like an invisible thing. Um and it's opposed by my Mars. So my the struggle I have a lot is like Oh, like there's no, um, there's no real excuse for me to like feel like tired or like give this pain space to like be or like, let mm-hmm. this be an excuse to rest. Uh, and so I'll try to push through and that natural limit is hit and I'm ineffective, right? Or, and, it, and it's, and I'm sort of fa- forced to face that thing that I'm choosing to hide, which is the, uh, which is the, you know, the physical needs of my body and, and then having to address that um at some point right the the saturn is like a is a part there's a piece of it that's like inevitable Uh, but that doesn't mean it has to be hard because recently i've been (laughs) i've been making it a point to uh listen more than uh Mm -hmm. you know and be like what is saturn what are the what are what is the rules of the game that saturn's playing because you know my body has a more clear set of boundaries that work for me than you know uh cultural or societal or familial messaging does or even, even the medical. 9 to five isn't like it's doing not it for you? yeah, it's, somehow it's not conducive to super <laughs> comfortable, healthy somatic experiences.
1: That's um, that's kind of weird.
0: That's big not, shocker that has
1: not been my experience. Uh, I'm
0: you know, I'm <laughs> happy for you. Personally grindset activation is tough. Um
1: how do you, you know? activate the grindset gland?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think it's just actually, a maybe it's like a over overriding your adrenal gland. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, even the concept of, like, biohacking, I feel like, is so, um, I mean, it's, it's anti-Saturn. It it's,
1: is very anti. It's very Jupiter, actually.
0: Yes. Um, it is very Jupiter. And, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's interesting, like, to say you've, like, made friends with Saturn. I, I like, agree in some way, and I think that that is a it's a wonderful feeling to uh you know make peace with those uh, with those natural like processes i guess like i don't know at least for me it's it's brought a lot of literal peace (laughs) like to my body and as a result to my mind um but that doesn't mean it's like easy right it means i have to like restructure my life in a way that like says oh you know what's what's important is like, uh, taking care of the body, you know, uh, and, and not in like a, um, I don't mean that in like a aesthetic sense, like, or like not, I don't mean that in the way of like, Oh, going to the gym to like bulk up and like look a certain way. I mean, like I get messages like from my body pretty explicitly when I'm not doing, when I'm doing things that hurt, um, and doing things that are, are, are damaging. Um, and so I can make choices to not do those things. <laughs> and, uh, I simply you know, will
1: not do it again.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, and, it, and I guess it's just like shifting the mindset from, like, uh, why won't you let me do this to, like, uh, okay, like, okay. We'll <laughs> like, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Like, um, and yeah, I just, mm, that, like, that, like, that listening to Saturn is like interesting because it says the same thing every time, I think. And, i think a lot of times like saturn might just be something that might be just hard to hard to hear at first because it it might not like be in line uh with like what you want um, necessarily and i think like as a, to consider that a malefic is is interesting to me it, especially to think of its dichotomy with jupiter and like some of the re- the stuff we talked about in the jupiter mm-hmm. episode with mm-hmm. the ways jupiter is seen as positive and having those things be and like antithetical to like saturn is interesting like is saturn as much of a malefic i don't know um yeah i got me thinking
1: when i think of saturn i think of even what we us talking about our experiences with saturn saturn is a problem in those times specifically when it is not allowed to express as it needs to, or as it's Mm. supposed to. It's like driving a car with no oil. Like the car will still go, you know? You can still drive it. Uh, It's just going to absolutely destroy the car. And even Mm -hmm. if you pop oil in there, it might be too late to fix the problem. I think Saturn is there to serve as a reminder of like, you can do whatever you want and you can pretend that you're in complete control of a situation, but you're not. Very much, and it is what it is. Very nonchalant um, yeah. energy, which I really love about Saturn. It kind of reminds me, like you know, ultimately, like just be yourself. Be, <laughs> be who, you, who are. you are. Yes, because who you are, it, it always comes out. Like it always. Yeah. But people like the truth will prevail, or whatever. Like the truth is gonna come out. I think that, I don't know, we think of truth in a specific way, but the truth can also be that now you are married with kids you don't like because you made a lot of choices that like aren't necessarily aligned with who you are as a person. And that is the truth. It's not going to be an explicit statement you read. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's the reality of the situation now. And that's not to say if you're suffering, it's your fault. That's also we have to take into account systemic matters. And the fact that there is a whole, there's an apparatus that is very intent on being something that is unchanging and permanent, Mm -hmm. but it's not. And does impose these rules and restrictions that I think that's where Saturn, that like malefic side of it comes. Because yeah, living under capitalism, living under white supremacy, when you can't be yourself and who nature intended you to be, that does hurt. And a lot of times we don't have the choice to just like not be affected by it.
0: Yeah. I think Saturn is a really interesting one because it's so, um, it's not an actor, but it's so present. We see a lot of ways in which like Saturn rhetoric or like talk of Saturn gets twisted and like used uh, to create those kind of imbalances and like systems of oppression. Like, Um, we talk about like utopia as a function of like Saturn and there's Mm -hmm. this idea of like a natural state of like goodness that's like in the past right golden age stuff yeah and that's like very much like under the Saturn domain thank you Atlas Berkeley cat um and I think like that that like conversation about oh this like natural state this like perfect state uh, and then we talk about too, like like Saturn is a planet that's exalted in Libra, which is like all about balance and equilibrium and justice. but the, but Libra is like almost like man-made itself, like this sign. And oh, to yeah. think of like that exaltation is like there are ways in which like the Jupiter apparatus that's been constructed can sort of like blind sort of can sort of like conceal and repurpose like Saturn as something other than Saturn, right? He's co-opting. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, right? Like, if you say, like, no, that this is the way, like, it was. Like, it, like, okay, this reminds me of people who, like, are pro-capitalism, pro-free market. And they say things like, like, okay, well, the, 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 like, the competitive nature of capitalism is the same thing as, like, survival of the fittest. Like, this is what, like, nature is. Like, nature is capitalism. Nature is this, like, competitive, like, do or die kind of thing. And it's, like, that isn't true though because ecosystems are about like balance right ecosystems are about like sustainability which capitalism is inherently not that um mm-hmm. and i just think like that sort of thing is taking saturn language which is like of nature of inherentness in in like time and just repurposing that like really like big in like big and everyone can connect to, like, that primordial energy in some way, right? Yeah. And repurposing it as, like, rhetorical um, is dangerous. And it makes me think of, like, what you were just saying about, like, yeah, like, it's not like, oh, just, like, change your life, you know? Because Saturn is, like, <laughs> almost, like, obfuscated from us in, like, in a lot of ways. So I can't even, you know, I, I don't know that I have, like, a... a an understanding of like what Saturn is, um, yeah, in truth, but at least in concept and like in connection, like we, we can work toward understanding it by you know, examining like what our body is telling us, examining our history, examining the land, the things that have like been around longer than um, our institutions and our structures, the Jupiter things.
1: Yes, I 100% agree, and I'm thinking too of there is no way to isolate or run away to this perfect place. Like people who like are, I'm gonna go off grid and Mm. avoid the modern world. It's like, there's no way to forget the fact that you are on earth with people whose decisions do actually impact your life. When you look, there's like Saturn is, it's generational, it's like very long moving. And so it also is sometimes defined as dealing with generations we will always have to deal with the past. We will always have to deal with the choices people have made before. That's why we're in this situation because at the end of the day, we are impacted by people's choices. People who, yeah, they literally never knew me. I'm never gonna know them. We're never gonna meet and see eye to eye, but we have to work with what we currently have and try and do better like Saturn is not confusing if you look out at the margins Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that as above so below thing like you can see how it plays out the ultimate restriction limitation is the fact that there's one planet you know there's a finite amount of resources here that's very Saturn
0: that's like the it's like the counterpoint to that that thing people say that's like it's easier to imagine an end to the world than an end to like capitalism Mm-hmm. and it's like well the earth is like probably gonna figure it out <laughs> it's just humans like you don't have to imagine it babes yeah and so people talk about like uh like debt is something that falls under Saturn uh mm-hmm. which is also like eighth house right like for so thinking about like things that are inherited um mm-hmm. I, I I had conceptualized that as like responsibility for a long time it's like oh what is it like what has happened uh what am I, what responsibilities am I inheriting, um, from like where I've come from and who I am. But I think too, like the other part of that debt, uh, beyond like the personal, like space is also like, um, collectively, right. Like reckoning, like bargaining with Saturn, that Jupiter, like thinking of a science your way out of a problem. Sorry. I'm like saying a bunch of different openers to like get to the point, but, That's okay. <laughs> uh, Saturn will come to collect at some point. Um, yeah. <clears throat> And we're, like, beginning to see that, right? We're beginning to see the effects of, uh, you know, there are rules and trying to find loopholes to keep doing the thing that you've, you know, you've kind of been getting indication that you shouldn't do is not going to uh, work forever. Um, and, and
1: it's not even wor- like
0: it's, it's not working. Yeah, it's
1: not working. Like, there are people actually who are living the consequences right now. Yes and have been for exactly yeah i mean okay we've never left the united states i mean as people who settled here so you know it's like we can close our eyes and pretend we do not see but it's um yeah it's pretty bleak. What you're saying
0: <laughs> no it's and it, it's i think it's a uh it's tough because uh, yeah I don't know I don't have an answer for it right now in this moment <laughs> I'm just sitting with yeah, that that's totally fair. yeah
1: that's totally fair yeah it's another Saturn thing of just what comes back to the limitations it's like yeah like we don't have all the answers sometimes most of the time honestly Yeah. Almost nothing to say ever really about anything because I'm only one person and it's making me think of um, the people's Oracle um, who you should look into on
0: Twitter and
1: Instagram. But she was talking about just like the cult of free will and especially in America, like the truly believing you are, you have you decide everything in your life. And that's kind of where that manifestation rhetoric comes from and like the just, well, just change your life. Like if it's, if you don't like it, change it. Or why the advice of like, oh, just cut this person off. Like if they're disagreeable to you, just leave. And it's like, there is no such thing as free will. Like we actually aren't free to just do whatever we want because there are people who've been trying to will themselves to live forever and Now they're just like in these freezer facilities and let's be real. Like they're not coming back, you know, Walt Disney's head is like stored away waiting for him to come back to life. And, and he's not going to, that's never going to happen because you know, humans die. We can't control that. Like family obligation or whenever you get that Fear or that feeling of oh, I don't know what to do because I'm stuck between what I want and what someone else wants that I care about that's like an indicator that we aren't we aren't just free to move about life willy-nilly. you know and I think even conceptualizing Saturn on a bigger scale as a, on a collective scale, seeing our position in the world and how it's going and what we believe we owe, other people that live on this planet with us if we're here believing in our capacity as individuals detached from everything around us there is no hope this of ever moving forward like there is no the one in this situation it's like a lot of people doing work together yeah to make change and to share the burden I love people's work says like survival is a shared burden. It's mm-hmm. it is a burden to live. And the more isolated we are, the more we feel that the more we suffer through that. But Even suffering and that word, it's, it means to endure, like to continue. It's hard work to live, but it doesn't have to be unpleasant work.
0: Yeah. The same way Jupiter is about heroes. Um, Saturn is not. <laughs> um, I think too about um, the ideas of I'm just thinking about capitalism more. <laughs> just like uh, raising standard of living, creating this uh, world that is reducing quote unquote reducing suffering. Um, and I just think about well, suffering is an act of continuing and continuing to bargain with Saturn, with the land, with the earth to meet in the middle and find a way to survive right mm-hmm. uh, and to try to eliminate suffering is to like like you say sometimes i hear you say capitalism eats time and that's what it's doing as suffering is the act of continuing and living and growing and going on this journey that is like being alive you know and living a life and to seek to uh, end suffering is to freeze that process to stop it right you're not continuing right you're just exactly how it is and but and that's like um the momentum of like saturn's energy that's been moving for so long it, it must take an incredible counterweight to slow that down even a little bit and to stop it even more so mm-hmm. and it's not going to stop forever right it's that it's that debt. it's just going something will have to give um and so i think the way to aid in that natural movement is to is to literally go with that flow, right. To like move with it. And so, and in that way you naturally are resisting the counter push, the push that Jupiter is like, ah, stop, you know? Yeah. Um And I don't know, maybe that, that was probably even, that was a lot more convoluted the way I'm just picturing it in my head, but.
1: um Can I ask a clarifying question? I just want to make sure.
0: Sure. sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: For sure. For sure. I got it. I'm thinking of like, Jupiter as I think the cause Jupiter's always going, 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 going mm. and it's it's like progress for the sake of progress and I'm thinking of how or how they try to sell us convenience at all times like oh you can Uber eats this, you can instant that, you can whatever and then I have realized like how honestly kind of boring it is and so when you start doing going back to doing things analog that like restriction of that Saturn thing of it just kind of is going to take a little more time it's in those moments of working through something or you know like quote suffering through something that the good comes about or, like, or where you be find meaning and extract like art and joy and all these things from just the act of doing something and like going on a hike where Jupiter would be like oh I can just like teleport you to the top and it's like and Saturn's like okay but you can also just like take the hike and it will it will be the same view yeah but it will taste so much sweeter because like you were grinding to get to the top of the mountain and that's kind of and that's what gives it value the fact that we can't do the fact that we don't live forever is like what makes life so like worth it to cherish because we have to well ideally i would have the ability to be more intentional with like how we choose to spend our time we don't get the time or the chance to stop and actually think about those things with the way that capitalism like just wants faster 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 until until like the past is the present and the future all at the same time, because nothing is nothing actually is nothing means anything anymore.
0: I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something around. It basically is like boredom, like smushes time and novelty unfolds it. If you eliminate novelty, then time shrinks time shrinks into this thing it's, it condenses into just this like one static moment uh whereas like that saturn can unfold time into this thing that's full and and uh and dynamic right though and yeah. you know, it has it has rules it has boundaries it has limitations in that but again like uh are though is is it wrong that those should exist i in any way i don't know
1: novelty in a way has been overtaken by capitalism to be like when you buy a new thing but at the end of the day buying something new will become boring over time because it, the action is the same every time and i think of novelty as like or at least the ways in which i've, I've discovered novelties working at a a new skill or learning something new, even if the subject matter is the same, every time I approach it or every time I come to work at it, I might tweak my technique or go about something differently and try the novelty of even meeting yourself, you know, through different projects and Mm -hmm. journeys, I think is something that we unfortunately don't get to experience under as much as we would like or i think as much as we need under capitalism
0: yeah yeah Hmm. just just sitting with that thought for a second i think the work with saturn is like observation um to like see how things move um it reminds me of like the way people describe like meditating where it's like you let your like thoughts pass and just kind of like see how everything's like happening Mm -hmm. and then like from there even just the act of doing that like puts you in like a space to move more in line with those things uh to to like flow more yeah it reminds me of that um oh my gosh what's the saying it's like um It's like a really old, I think it is Egyptian. It's like a, I don't know what you call it, like a maximum or proverb, but it was like, I will not like disrupt the natural flow of water. And I Uh, feel like capitalism is like a dam and like Saturn is like the riverbed.
1: Yeah. And honestly, capitalism has major control issues. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think there's, um, there's this i was listening to like the homecoming podcast and you know it's the one i sent you about like self-love and he was talking about how like uh part of self-love is like the the love you provide your community because like yourself is your community and like it transfers but he said something else about how everything we think we're doing to the world we're actually doing to ourselves yeah and i think of. Like you said earlier, listen, like the world isn't going to end. The world will, the earth will carry on. Like if there's one thing she's going to do is keep going. We will not, Right. we will not. All our actions will negatively impact us as human beings. I also think of the, what you just said about not interrupting the flow of water every time, you know, we, it is imposed on us to interrupt our flow or to like solidify who you are and be one thing forever so that you can continue to be like the perfect consumer because then they can keep like making stuff to sell to
0: you or like whatever the algorithm learns is you whatever customer profile you fit into
1: (laughs) yeah it's like that it does deal damage to you personally like it it isn't just um like the ice caps are not the only thing that is melting you know and like i think a real like metaphorical sense like we are melting um, and destroying ourselves as much as the earth. And it's easier, I think, to project all of our interior feelings onto other things and kind of try and cast them as far as possible. But I mean, the mental state that people are in is not... Good chill at all <laughs> like yep. chill like understates how serious things are and i can only speak for america as an american but i mean we can pretend that if something bad isn't happening to us directly then we're fine and everything is good and great but it's that's not true Like, it's such a specifically libertarian hell that we live in in America of like, oh, we're just like individual people unattached. We actually don't affect each other. But then it's like, then why do you keep trying to affect other people and what they can do? Like, why is it that the only way to sustain your worldview is to make it so less and less people are able to just be people? At the same time as you, like, life does not have to beat this hard. There is actually enough resources for everyone if people weren't so determined to have everything and for what? Right. What are you going to do with all that stuff? You're trying to go to space? Like, what a logistics nightmare. I'm sorry. What a logistics nightmare. What are they... Like, Mars doesn't even have anything on it. I've said it before, I'll say it again. No beach. No no forest. Yeah. How are you going to grow
0: vegetables? (sighs) Why would you do that? Well, it's a problem we can science our way out of.
1: No, I'm actually so confused. Why would you go to Mars? I I don't know if, if I, I want to believe they've done that much thinking, but I don't think they have. Cause I'm like, you're living a science fiction in your head. I don't know. Oh my gosh you're a human being like you can say whatever you want do whatever you want and like i guess live your life you're a human being like and you are (laughs) bound to the earth like we're not that adaptable
0: yeah i remember um (laughs) it was like a god i can't remember when it was it was like around new year's but i was like having i was getting anxious about this and that i can't remember exactly what happened but i just remember i had this like intrusive thought that was like you're like you're like closer to just like a ape than you are to any of these like technical like problems you're like thinking about <laughs> like no um, literally i'm just like okay yeah you know what i am like i am a primate like that and that is that is um that is okay. <laughs> that is just fine. <laughs> like yeah, uh, I
1: have the mental capacity to handle a, a community's worth of issues and structural problems. And
0: yes. I think yes. too the
1: reason like things become so archetypal is because there's a lot of people and if you actually listen to every if you hear everyone out, it becomes so clear that it's all kind of just like mess. Yeah, it's just a very tangled knot, and it's very gray. It is, and it's easier to just be like, "Oh, bad, good." And it's like that's not. It is. I don't know. It is. It is really, really funny that we're like we are so advanced, we're so evolved. And I'm like, then why couldn't we stick with the program? Like, I feel like we read the rules, and then we didn't do the assignment. Yeah everyone else seems to be doing the assignment capitalism is like positions itself as so cutting edge and like so far forward and it's we've never moved Mm -hmm. we haven't actually moved yeah since this system started and that's i'm thinking about saying oh well people can't change actually they can if they are allowed to and they're not allowed to in this system that doesn't even let people organize their communities how they think they should be organized Why would people change? How can people change? Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens?
0: Do I believe in aliens? Mm -hmm. Honestly, no. Not in the sense that I don't think there's any life out there. I just, there's a, again, we've talked so much about belief. There's like a connotation and like in the back of my mind, I'm like, they're out there. And I'm not thinking Mm -hmm. that thought i'm never thinking that thought and like if and if if you know they show up i will be one of those people that's like wow damn like, what? <laughs> like, yeah like i'm not gonna be like i knew like, i knew it you know i just don't i don't know it's not, it's it's one of those things where i'm like i think yeah maybe it'd be i think it'd be silly to think it's not possible or to doubt aliens could exist um I also am just not invested enough in the existence of aliens to be worried about it. Again, this is like, a, like you said, there is a lot of shit that I'm concerned with on Earth.
1: <laughs> like, Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm Starseed.
0: Oh, so you are an alien. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So there's no we here. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I've been making
1: up all this stuff about like America. I just got uh, here, actually.
0: Oh my God, yours. Just... <laughs> wow, it's like um, it's like that movie Paul. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like hanging out and going on adventures. <laughs> but little do I know you're an intergalactic being.
1: Literally it's yeah it's um... The discourse is just like so entertaining for me.
0: I'm on the side <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. That actually should be so rude. I'm just like here when I'm like talking, like we're gonna figure this out. And you're just like secretly like <laughs> like, I'm like I'm this. I'm an
1: alien. It's like, I'm actually gonna dip. I keep saying don't go to Mars because I live there. I'm like, don't come to my <laughs>
0: neighborhood. Like we do not want to there. It's
1: kind of my New York.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Um I'm currently writing for Alien Bus. we did an article of like 23 weird things earth people do (laughs) god um no yeah Uh, i don't believe in aliens either in like the do i think there's life out there obviously i mean if the planet earth is life like i'm sure i'm sure other planets are equally as alive
0: yeah 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 um
1: it's just really interesting like we are earthly beings earth is pretty awesome i think it's I, I like to I like breathing and going outside and not wearing like a little like helmet
0: thing. Oh my god, those things are just topic. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like, or like a spacesuit. <laughs> That's what I meant.
0: Oh, but I, I mean I was talking about I remember the thing that was going around for a while where it was like a wearable like air purifier, like a head and like, helmet. Why won't we why can't we just stop? Yeah.
1: And then people are like, the earth, earth is chaos. And it's like, it's not chaotic at all. Like it's actually so predictable. So basic. Yeah. Oh, we keep acquiring more stuff that you keep making. That's like useless. Hmm. That's predictable.
0: Right. Right. Um, uh, just yeah. But yeah, do that work with Saturn too. Fortune, fortunate, fortunate <laughs> to, to move with the earth, um,
1: yeah, and even Nick York. That is nature. resistance.
0: It is resistance.
1: And like Yeah.
0: Yeah. A one one river made the Grand Canyon. You know?
1: Truly. And I, even thinking of like I don't know, I know like we get a lot of a question about like book recommendations, but I would read Queering Anarchism, like mm. queer theory or mm. listening to trans black women about like, that's some Saturn shit of, like, being who you are. Right. Um, and thinking of all the cultures that come out of... uh, Like, when people are like, oh, art comes from suffering, and I know, like, we have our dearly beloved... Like, our white men who, like, then choose to, like, inflict pain on everyone around them and themselves to, like, add gravitas. But I think when people... As I think when I hear art comes from suffering, I think of like art comes from like living life as earnestly, and as truly as you can, uh, because it's, it's, it may be difficult, but it's a very beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, when you express yourself freely and like, as you are and have like great compassion for yourself, like it's, that is art in its own way because it's like a sight to behold i see someone like be allowed to embody themselves it's like that's pretty cool
0: that is it really is Be
1: cringe
0: oh be corny yes
1: yeah
0: Yeah. yes and oh that gets me excited
1: i know i'm actually about to go i have to go and work on the yard with my papa now lovely yeah Uh i'm gonna go and endure some literally just like so much dirt
0: yeah well it'll be worth it when i eat a berry oh truly yeah i'm excited to come to come visit and and uh do do, yard work do some labor yeah yeah that'd be awesome okay well
1: and with that i say
0: goodbye goodbye y'all